The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome to our program. It's a brand new podcast week here on the SWP. It's all about sports and whatever. My name is Steve Warren, along with Jim Jerome. James, how it, how goes it today? Yeah, good. Better than you, huh? I uh, yeah. You're un- you're under the weather. Um, sorry to hear that, Steve. That's uh, well. Thank you. Hope it's not COVID. Probably is though. It's possible, but this is where those days at Bell Media, where you had all the benefits, sick days and such, those are uh, those are appreciated now that uh, now that we're in the world of the self-employed. It's one of those deals where, yeah, part of me would be like to be lying down and unconscious right now, but uh, the show must go on, as they say, when you're self-employed. Yeah, you got to phone yourself to call in sick. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I heard I got my booster on Friday. Um, which is the third shot. I was double vaxxed. Um, it was fine. It just felt like I had the chills all day. And then the, the heavy arm, you know, kind of like concrete. Right. Uh, your arm. Um, and yeah, the, lots of people the, say that booster makes, just does that. It feels like somebody punched you in the arm all the time after the third booster. I've heard a few people say that. Yeah, that's what it was like for me for a day. And you have the, the needle they use, Steve, is almost... Invisible, I you know. Remember when we had needles in the old days, Stevie, for for uh, inoculations, for mumps and all that stuff. Remember they left a big mark on people's arms, and sure. everyone said, "Oh, they got a birthmark." And said, "No, no, no, no. That's where someone took a uh, a harpoon <laughs> <laughs> and and jammed it into my arm." So yeah, it's anyway. like a ballpoint pen, both in yeah, uh, sharpness, yeah, dull one, and, yeah. yeah, sharpness and uh, and width. <laughs> yeah, bit, a uh, medium ballpoint pen. Remember, you could buy a medium or a fine. <laughs> was, yeah. Uh, anyway, I heard Stevie. We don't. I, I heard an interesting thing uh, about COVID. Um, whether you're whether you're vaxxed or not or whether you believe in them or not that's that's up to everyone but but one of the takes i heard was uh a guy in the know online looked like he had a regular show online it it popped up in my feed yesterday kind of taking questions and comments from people this guy's all about getting vaccinated all about trying to trying to wipe out the virus trying to get everyone vaccinated and a guy said he came on said i'm not because my natural immunity system uh, has kept me um, sort of virus protected, right? And this guy said, "Well, that's that's not fact, though. Okay, that's not right. It it doesn't." But he said, "Well, I th- I think it is. I've got natural immunity to this, and I don't want to I don't want to put it in my body, you know, the vax." So this guy made two points. One, he said, "Okay, well, well, based on that, if you were, uh, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not being funny. This is what the guy said." If you were going to have uh, sex uh, with someone who had syphilis, would you have unprotected sex? And I paused and went, good one. You right. <laughs> good one. Uh, and the other one was a comment from a nurse who um, is, deal- is on a COVID ward in the hospital uh, and, and, and looking after people who've got COVID, who never got vaccinated, who said, you're not going to stick me with some unknown drug in, into my body. And yet she said, when they come into the hospital with COVID being very sick, which is the, the 
only reason to go in, right? You, you may have COVID, Steve, but but don't need to go to the hospital. You don't need to be in a ventilator, right? Your, your breathing's fine. <laughs> it's when the breathing becomes difficult that people should be whipped into the hospital right away. And so this nurse said they're, they're not vaccinated, they're not going to be, and yet they get COVID. And when they're in the hospital, they got no problem with us jamming them with a bunch of drugs to, to, to keep them safe, you know. And uh, um, Inconsistent, right? It's like, why would you trust medical science now that you've got it? Why not keep rolling with your natural immunity? It's totally hypocritical. Yeah, they're, they're vaccine skeptic. And yet they're not drug skeptic when they come in, when they say, okay, we, we need to put this in you, uh, you know, to, to save your life, right? right. To do it. So uh, from a anyway. sporting perspective, I think of the name Rudy Gobert. If you recall back in what it was March of 2020, the first time we really heard pro sports getting dinged by COVID, Rudy Gobert tested positive. And at the time I was thinking, this is the equivalent of Magic Johnson getting a positive HIV test. Like, it's that serious at the time. And obviously, things have changed since then. We know that COVID isn't anything close to a death sentence, though it can Mm -hmm. be lethal, as we all know. But Rudy Mm -hmm. Gobert was kind of the guy that started it all in pro sports. Well, to your point about worrying, you know, I've got natural immunity. Even Rudy Gobert, a guy who had it, beat it, he's got it again now. He just tested positive last week. So it had had a very full circle feel to it. Yeah. I you know what I think it is, Steve? I think I think people um as soon as they're told they have to do something by the government, okay? Uh they 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 dig in their heels, regardless of what it is, you know? If they were told by their doctor or if they told by their boss or if they were told by another expert, you know, of of something they need to do, uh they would be okay with it. But if it comes from the government, Steve, okay, I'm not I'm not doing it, you know? It's like like back in the old days, Stevie, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know how far back we have to go now. Maybe, maybe the early '90s when they they came up with the bylaw um, that you can't smoke in restaurants. In fact, the way they started it was, you no, know, you still can smoke, but you must be in a smoking section. Okay, and and people freaked out, freaked out, right? And and then ultimately it came, okay, you can't smoke in restaurants at all. And people went bananas. Who are you to tell me and and you know that I can't do this and can't do that? Well, in fact, they were right, you know. That secondhand smoke is, you know, it, it I'm I'm pretty sure, Steve, I'm pretty sure it ain't good for you. Correct. It ain't good for you. And no one's got no one has any complaints anymore about it at all, you know, at all. It was even non-smoker, Stevie. That we're saying that's a you know that's that's an abs, absolute you know it's communism that you're not allowing people to smoke you know when when they want to and you're taking away rights that I am entitled to it was even non-smokers right and and in the end the government was correct you know yeah. in, in what they were doing uh, it's going to wreck businesses it's going to you know what you're doing to us what you're doing to us so I've come to learn Stevie. That, that if anything comes from the government saying you can't do something, that, that people are just become stupid about it, you know? You know, that's why yeah. President Trump a year and a half ago could step up to the mic and suggest that, hey, maybe this uh, bleach product is good to inject or something like that. Or Joe Rogan is up there talking about uh, ivermectin, I think it's called, 
that's why I, I saw on online today an anti-vaxxer that was going on about drinking your own urine. Jesus. So if we no. take it away from this sort of platform and just you run into somebody at a hockey arena and you say, hey, I'm going to go to the snack bar. Can I get you a chocolate bar or would you like one of these? Uh, you like a cup of urine. Well, of course. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> of course, you'd, be, you'd, you'd, you'd find that vile. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just, you know, I think of, I think of that Thun, Thunberg girl, right, when she came on. Uh, you know, uh, that, that young girl, I don't hear much of her anymore about climate change and, and the world is going to destroy it the way we adults are, are carrying on right now is going to, is going to kill the younger generation, you know, and, and lots of people agreed with her, right? Lots, lots of people said, okay, that's good. A few people were sarcastic about her and stuff like that, uh, that she was annoying and, and all that jazz. Right. But, um, but more people kind of agreed with her and said, yeah, she's right. We should be doing, a, you know, a bunch of this stuff. And um, I, again, because it was coming from someone, you know, outside of the rule of law, outside of the, you know, the levels of government, you know, I, I, I think they're like more apt to agree with it. If it came from the federal government, okay, they're going, you're not going to tell me what to do, right? Yeah. You're not, you're not, you know, there's no way, you know, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Well, we're trying to help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, that's the thing. It's a, it's a pretty big issue. When you think about climate change, the best way I heard it described was, okay, there are people who say it's not really a, a thing, but there are a lot of really important scientists in the world who say it is very much a thing, and right. it's going to eventually lead to potentially our extinction. Right. So right. if you're going to be wrong, I'd rather be wrong in the area of it's going to cost us a bunch of money that we didn't need to spend. Right. Yeah. And one of the arguments, Stevie, about about the vaccination or people saying you're forcing us to do this, to take this vaccination, you know, you're 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 it's against my rights and freedoms and all that stuff. You know, one of their arguments, and I'm saying, well, why are they doing it then? OK, why, why, why are they putting this forward? You got to take mandatory vaccinations to get it. And a lot of people say because it's money, right? It's money that they're going to get billions of dollars from the big pharma okay? right that they're going to get huge amounts of money and i'm saying okay well maybe they will but but is that the reason they're doing it you know it's not it doesn't go into their pockets you know it does, it's not like it's not like justin Trudeau goes if we do these vax honey between you and i you know we're gonna we're gonna get 120 million you know, <laughs> I, it just you know what i mean they're talking like it's they're, they're stealing money personally you know so Anyway, I don't want to go on too much about it because it'll it'll get people punching me in the head online, Steve, when they hear this. So, and anyway, I hope you get better. Well, thank you. Well, it's been an interesting few days for sure. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the NFL. Oh, what a final weekend it was. Uh, it's coming up after these words. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Take a test drive today and see all the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles. And for your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle to your home or place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk. And we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. 
All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Uh, did you watch any NFL yesterday? Oh my God, the final well, weekend of the season was fantastic. I I, I did. Uh, I watched uh, Mini uh, and then checked with Rusty Courtnell because his son-in-law, of course, his, his daughter's fiance, Eric Kendrick, is playing. And then uh, I had to check in with Rusty. Is Mini out of the playoffs? Uh, yep, they are. So I yep. didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. And their head, their head although, coach and GM got fired today. Yeah, although they played like they were in the playoffs, you know, it's, it must be frustrating going, we couldn't do this all year. They, they were unbelievable. Uh, I don't know if they ended up winning that game or not, but the, but what I saw was a pretty strong team. Yeah, they beat uh, the they, Bears they, 31-17. They, the Bears not a very good team. And that's sort of the thing. When you miss the playoffs, Jimmy, it feels like that last game ends up being kind of your Super Bowl. This is it. And you get a little more effort. That's why, you know, the Detroit Lions came out and had a great game beating Green Bay, for example. There's the Lions, sad sack franchise as always. And the Green Bay, they looked like they were a team that already had won the number one seed, have a bye next week, and kind of going through the motions. Right, right. Uh, the, the 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 great game was, and I took the Raiders. They were they were three point f- underdogs. So I always use your advice if you're you're not sure, take the points. Yep. Uh, which I did, and I said, well, this is a wrap. I was watching that game, listening to all the scenarios. I get a little confused, Stevie, when they put up the wild card picture. Okay, on the and the playoff scenarios of all the teams well this is a pretty Um, simple one vegas and the chargers they played head-to-head on the national game and basically the winner would get a playoff spot and the loser would go home but there was one caveat if a rare tie had occurred then both teams would get into the playoffs yeah and it meant uh like like pittsburgh's in the playoffs as i understood it was it was a crazy scenario that that along with uh, if it does end in a tie, Pittsburgh is out. Yeah, and they'd already had. But, but if any mere... team wins, either one of the teams win, Pittsburgh's still in. I'm going. Well, that's weird. Okay, yeah. that's weird. Okay, so. Uh, it, and can it I was... just jump? Can I just jump in and give you a Steeler stat? Because earlier sure. in the day, they needed Jacksonville to win a football game. That's the worst team in football. They needed to first. The Steelers needed to beat the Ravens, and they did. But they needed Jacksonville to win a game, and somehow, some way, the Jags did in their finale. So that's what set it up that the Steelers had a chance to get in there, unless there was going to be a tie in the game we're talking about. Right. Looks like looks like uh, the Raiders are going to win that game. Uh, they get up, uh, I don't know, 10 point, 27, 17. I forget what it was. They were up. No, they were up two touchdowns. Okay, of course. Of course. They're up. They're up. 14 points, right? Or no, no, no. They're up 15 points, Stevie, I believe. And uh, Chargers, they, they convert a bunch of fourth downs. They just down the field. They get a touchdown. They get the two-point conversion. They come back and score another touchdown. And they tie this freaking game, which, of course, as a selfish better, was blowing my mind. So then they got this scenario, right, where, they, where a tie – uh, gets both teams in. Interesting. Uh, Raiders are charging down the field, and now they're inside, Stevie. They're inside enough time where they can kneel on every down as long as no one calls a timeout and the game's a draw. Okay? Right. It's tied with about two minutes left in overtime at this stage of the game, and the Raiders are around midfield. Right. And, and so they can, they can, you know, virtually run the clock out. Okay, and get the tie, which everyone's going. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. Never seen it before, you know. Never, and they got a quote from uh, the quarterback 
of uh, the Chargers. They got him on the sideline going, I've never wanted a tie so much. You know, Justin the, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, that great quarterback. <laughs> that went viral, yeah. his comment. So, you know, uh, the, the commentators, uh, Collinsworth there, whatever his name is, Al Michaels, they go, well, this is good. Uh, I would just take a knee and run the tie out. You know, you're, there's too many things that can go wrong. You know, a fumble, uh, you know, and the team runs it back the other way. You're toast, you know, you're toast. Uh, by the way, you know, whoever, if someone does win that game, the other team's out, okay, obviously. And so that's what they, it looks like is going to happen. They say, you know, Chris Collins just goes, there's, there's no way they'll take a timeout. Okay, the Raiders, they will not take, they don't want to stop the clock. Uh, so what happens? The Chargers take a timeout. And everyone's looking up going, you know, why, why, why would they possibly do that? You know, and, and I still don't know the answer. I said, I'm going to have to wait to talk to Stevie. He's the smart well, one. I think the game plan was at that stage of the game, they, they really thought the Raiders might still try and charge downfield and, and get the game-winning field goal, which would eliminate them. And so the Chargers called a timeout, wanted to make sure they had the right personnel in place. But it was it was very strange because everybody who was watching, like literally everybody, had the vibe of because they had just had a couple of running plays and they weren't stopping the clock in between them. And it looked like the Raiders were indeed content to kind of give up and settle for the tie. And it made it wasn't not it was not a smart move, but that's what the thinking was. Bring in the right personnel to try and shut down the run. Though if you look, the changes the Chargers made. They actually kind of brought in more of a, a passing defense at that stage, which allowed the Raiders to kind of come in and uh, and run. Got a fairly long run that got them thinking in a, in a new way. Well, we might as well win this thing now. And, and, and it also gave them time to think about their circumstances because it was very advantageous for them to win that football game. And the reason oh, okay. for that, if, if they tied that game, yeah, they'd get in and it's the safer way to get in easily. But, if they tie, they end up playing the Kansas City Chiefs. By winning the game, the Raiders now get to play the Bengals. Tell me which team you'd rather play in the playoffs right now. So it, it made sense for the Raiders to try and win that game. And I think that Charger timeout also gave them an opportunity to say, you know what, maybe we need to be thinking about winning this thing. And uh, and that's my theory anyway. Right. So who? what, what happens, Stevie? So I get it with the Raiders. I... I, I I was waiting for that explanation. I said, okay, well, there's got to be a reason here, okay? If if both teams get in, that's going to mean they face different teams than if one of the two teams won the game, right? Who they're going to face. So that makes total sense. So if the Raiders win, they don't face Kansas City. They end up playing the Bengals. Correct. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that's big. So that's big. Huge. However, however, it looked like they were going to run it out. Yeah. Uh, and then they're saying it was kind of like when when – the Chargers take a timeout. They figure maybe there's a scenario where the Raiders then go, what the frick are you doing? What are you doing? We both could have got in here if you don't take that timeout. Here you go then. Okay, take this. Boom, field goal. Right. Right? And the dude's the nuts, by the way. The guy who kicks up field goals. I don't know, he's about 1,000 and zero or something. from Yeah, from, Carlson. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, kicking at home. So... Anyway, it was it was interesting, uh, and good for me, Steve, because I won my bet. Nice. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you might be right. I mean, there, there might've been a bit of spite in there. <laughs> right. Uh, we've won the game out of spite because you, you're called time out there. What are you doing? But uh, yeah, now we have NFL wildcard weekend. They're now calling it super wildcard weekend. And mm-hmm. for the very first time, Jimmy, we've got an NFL Monday night football playoff game that has never happened before. So it's going to be, a, no, no, it's uh there's oh, nothing tonight. It's always, okay. the, they always cancel the final Monday, not cancel, but they don't have anything scheduled the final Monday where the season ends. But next Monday, we've got a game Cardinals and Rams. The rest of the games as follows. I mean, Raiders Bengals, I still want to watch it. That's probably the one game where I'm like, eh, I'm not that. I want it. What will the end of my world if, if I miss that? But it still should be a dandy. But the mm. other ones are all unreal, like just great matchup after great matchup. Patriots at Bills, Eagles at Bucks, 49ers at Cowboys, Steelers at Chiefs, and then Cardinals at Rams. It's going to be amazing next weekend with the uh, yeah. NFL super wildcard weekend. Yeah. And I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all me in. Too. I love it. Like, like, a lot of people. I don't watch anything. I don't watch much. But if the playoffs come, do not bother me. Okay? Get out of my way. Later in the week, we'll get some money going between you and me. Yes, yes, yes. When I have a lot less, uh, when I have a lot less phlegm coating my yeah. football brain, uh, we'll take a time out of the program. When we come back, we'll get into some sad news in the entertainment world. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford Tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff as well. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at jimkford.com. And we all know home prices remain sky high. If you're curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this, call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So, Bob Saget passing away at the age of 65 yesterday. How shocking was that? Like, we just heard a lot from Bob Saget uh, several months ago when Norm MacDonald passed away. He was one of the guys I saw talking about MacDonald's passing maybe more than any other comedian. And now today, he is gone. Uh, Again, dead at the age of 65. He was on the sitcom Full House. He was the host of America's Funniest Home Videos, both which were obviously insanely highly rated shows. And I guess uh, they found him in a hotel unresponsive on Sunday down in Orange County, Florida. And uh, no signs of foul play or drug use in the case. So certainly uh, some sad news from the entertainment world, Jimmy. Yeah, you, you know, it's, um, you know, personally, it's awful, right? Uh, for those people who are close to him and his family. And uh, I just turned 60, man. So um, I find myself now... Uh, you know, I'm I'm not as shallow as I used to be when I was 30 and I heard someone dying at 65. You know, well, that's a pretty good life, I guess. You know, yeah. that's, uh, you know, it happens, you know, not, not everyone lives to 80. Um, so now when I hear it, I'm, I'm, I'm more affected by it. Um, what's it, what's interesting about the, the accolades for him and, um, you know, everyone's angle on, on what Bob Saget did, uh, mo- mostly from full house, you know, um, 
And if you ever watched Full House, I, I guess it was there when I was growing up. Uh, it's very, it was very schmarmy, right, Stevie? It was, it was, it was really, it was really vanilla, feel good, all American family. With you know, it was like the all American families, you know, from the days back when I don't know, Leave It to Beaver and all that stuff, right? That was like the, this whole family thing. And then when something like Full House came along, it's like, oh my God, they're they're really stepping out of the box here. It's a single dad, you know, <laughs> looking after people, right? It's like, that's crazy, man. Are they sure they want to take that risk, right? And you know what I mean, right? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was like that. And, um, but it looks now when you look back at it, just absolutely the cheesiest show in the right. world. Even Bob Saget himself was not very happy with, um, you know, the writing. And if you, yeah. they did a documentary on the show and, uh, cause he was trying to be an edgy stand up comedian. So it'd be like Eddie Murphy being thrust into that show. Right. I mean, it right. just would not, it would just not fly. It would not, it's just not, it's not his sense of humor, but the paycheck, the money was right. And so he did it. Yeah. And I think now, right. When people, you know, when there's this outpouring of, 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 um, you know, support for the guy and, and saying, this is crazy. But so everyone, everyone knew that show though, Steve. Okay. Like if I watched it now, if you flipped on an episode of full house, in about four minutes, you go. This is terrible. Okay, this is this is this is terrible. Okay, so I ain't gonna watch it, you know. But but I think everyone everyone loves the feel good thing, you know. When it, when it's gone, you know, when it's gone. That this day and age, you know, I I often see it. You know, where are they now uh, with with you know with actors? Uh, different strokes, right? Was one of those. You know, it was kind of a lame thing, but but it was a you know it, it was a broken home right with with people living with someone else but but it was a it was a terrible sitcom you yeah. know even so was the, uh, alan thick did one there with the cameron guy and the growing and pains the, yeah growing pains right brutal but yet yet everyone goes oh my god who remembers the day of growing pains uh the nanny i think was another one right where it was just this is brutal you know yeah. this, if you saw it today and yet when the when these people go away um, I think everyone's going, oh God, those are the days. Those are the days, right? Where it was feel good. Yeah. All feel good stuff, you know? So, uh, and that was Bob Saget, right? Yeah. Everybody who's talking about Bob Saget today is saying the same thing. Just the funniest, just the nicest guy. He had a very crude stand up act, which, you know, kind of defied what he was about on TV, but right. everybody admired him. While his shows could be a little on the cheesy side, everybody in Hollywood, everybody in entertainment is feeling really badly about this uh, this news. Uh, so Bob Saget gone at the age of sixty five, and also yeah, Sydney. Pa- go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, and you know, the, I guess there's a reason though, Stevie. When you know, you might not have liked those back then. Uh, I think I watched them a bit, but the fact of the matter is, they had incredible ratings. Oh God, yeah, they lasted far longer than than. Uh, you know, half hour family sitcoms were supposed to last, you know, so people yeah. like it, Steve, they still like to feel good. No question. Also from entertainment, Sidney Poitier, uh, shortly after we went, uh, did our last episode, the first black man to win Best Actor Oscar, passed away at the age of 94, and uh, certainly a groundbreaking actor, transformed how black people were portrayed on the screen, became the first black actor, as I mentioned, to win an Oscar for Best Lead Performance and the first to be truly a top box office draw, he passed away on Thursday. So that was also quite clearly some sad news. Do you have any memories of uh, Sidney Poitier movies of the past? I, 
I, I don't, but I'll tell you what I do remember uh, is my parents, uh, when, you know, t- talking about, you know, let's hurry up and finish dinner because Sidney Poitier's on tonight in a, in a, in a movie or Sidney right. Poitier's, you know, doing something or other. Uh, so I remember that era when my, my, you know, it was, it was my folks who were most of, you know, not affected by it, but, but they loved him and, and a bunch of those guys who would, who would now be in their nineties, whether they're alive or not. Yeah. That's what I remember the most. And my dad going, son. Okay. This is acting. Okay. This is acting right here. This is what it's all about. Uh, that's what I do remember uh, about him. Yeah. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner be the one movie that I would recall. And, and to your point earlier in the episode here about how times have changed, like the, the movie was about a prominent doctor who wishes to marry a young woman who is Caucasian that, she, that he only recently met. And so, of course, that's the, the premise behind it, as though it's, oh, it's quite a scandal. Risky. There, there's, a, there's a black man who wants to marry a white woman. Oh, my goodness. And, and just like in 1967... That was a that was, unfortunately, kind of a taboo subject um, mm-hmm. for Hollywood. I mean, and right. uh, I'm glad that that's behind us. But anyway, uh, certainly sad news there as well. What a sad way to end the program today, James. We're done. Any final thoughts? We're done. We're done. Friend. Done. No, no, we're not done. I got to look at the headlines you sent me before we go. Come on, Steve. Well, we're, we I'm, I'm telling you, we're done. Uh, I've only got X amount of words that'll come out of this frazzled throat of mine right now. You get some rest. We'll save all this for tomorrow. Night. Huge. Here's the teaser, Stevie. Hang on. You will not believe what we have in store for tomorrow's program. I love it. Huge, Stevie. Huge. Huge. Uh, Our website, by the way, stevewproject.com. Check that out for any information you need about the podcast, uh, contact information. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your feedback. Uh, And James, I hope you enjoy your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, thanks, Stevie. The, The cold... Uh, the deep freeze, Stevie, is gone from Edmonton. We've been in uh, minus 35 wind chills, Stevie, making it feel like minus 40. So today, get out the golf shorts, pull up the flip-flop, Stevie, minus 16. Wow, look Good at you. Nice. Yeah. Take it. Put the sunblock on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.